Hello, this sermon audio is a ministry of the Town Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you would like to learn more about us, how to connect, or how to support us, go to our website, thetownchurch.org. While listening to the Bible preached is a healthy part of our spiritual formation, it is not the whole picture. So if you aren't a part of a local church, we encourage you to prayerfully commit to a local body of believers where you live. We're glad you can join us, and we hope God uses the following sermon to reveal more of His glory to you. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, there we go. Good to be with you this morning. My name is Vince. I'm one of the elders here. I'm on staff uh, at the church as pastor over preaching and vision. So if we haven't met, I'd love to meet you. I do see some faces that are unfamiliar, so I'd love to meet you all. We are, as jo- has been alluded to already by Josh, Um, We are going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, If you have been with us over the last um, weeks, what we have been working through is um, the way in which the the gospel transforms everything. And this little thing isn't working. Can you just go ahead a slide or two? Do you know how to do that? Oh. Oh, look at that. She did it. Good job. Good. Yep. Let's Let's give Diane a hand. There you go. You can go to that one. Um, so we spent, we started uh, in the beginning of the year thinking about uh, how does the gospel actually transform everything? Our vision as a church is to see the gospel transform everything. Uh, and often the question is, well, how does that work out? How, does, how do we actually see that? It's a big lofty vision statement for us as a church. How do we actually see that playing out? And so we wanted to spend some time in the beginning of our, our year, um, and what, we're already into March this week, but uh, we wanted to spend some time just working through some topics that we feel like hit everybody um, at some point in life, or, or maybe all of these hit us at, at all points in life. We're always working through these things, and we want to see how the gospel transforms us and how the gospel hits those topics, and, and we can see the, the beauty of what God is doing in us. And so we began... Um, with, uh, we've got them listed here with relationships um, and, and worked our way through, um, thank you, through the church. And, and the way that we worked through this, we had a framework that we worked through week by week. And we started with what was God's good intent with this thing? What was God's good intent with, what we'll just say, with relationships? He created us to be relational people. He created um, us, a, a relational God who was himself in relationship with the Trinity, created us to be in relationship with one another. That was his good intent. Uh, so from God's good intent, we went to how does sin distort it? How did our sin um, and, and the sin of others and, and the effect of sin on this place, how did that wreck it? How did that distort where we have, have gone and where we've come from? And so we hit that, and then we went to, then how does the gospel transform this thing? How does the gospel transform relationships? How does it get in and, and help us to see that there is reconciliation that's possible, and there is restoration of right relationship, and, and where we see brokenness, and where we see hurt, and where we see desire, and where we see longing, how, how God, through uh, the work of what Jesus has done, transforms that thing. And we set out from the very beginning to say that the gospel is not just it's not just salvation. So the gospel is not only for how can I get my ticket to heaven? How can I be with God forever? It's not just that. It is that for sure. But, but it's so much more than that. The gospel transforms our lives, uh, changes our lives, impacts our lives right now today. 
So we've worked through each of these topics to do that. From relationships, we went to leisure. How does it affect the things that we enjoy? We're called to enjoy the good gifts that God has given us. How does it affect our leisure, our enjoyment? How does it affect our work? Um, how, does, how does it change the way in which we view the work that God has called us to do, which we were made to do? How does it, it change the way our, our attitudes about work um, and, and all of that? And then from there, we went to money. How does it transform our, our generosity? How does it transform the way that we think about saving, the, the way that we think about all of this that is God's? God owns everything, has entrusted it to us as good stewards. How does our um, wrong and twisted view, how is that then shaped by the gospel? From there, we went to suffering and talk through um, many ways that we all face suffering, and so many of us in our church are facing really difficult times right now. And I think the thing that I've heard over and over over the last several or a couple weeks since we've talked about suffering is the line that suffering is relative. That hit a bunch of us. That the ways in which we suffer are, are powerful to us right there in the moment, while, while someone may not understand what we're walking through and they may think, why is that suffering? That's not that big of a deal. Just get up and keep moving. It, it's relative to what we're facing and what we're experiencing and how, how um, God is working in us and on us. That's been, that's been something that I've heard over and over from several of you. And so um, we want to be a church that's uh, rejoicing with those who rejoice, but also weeping with those who weep. And so where there is suffering in your life, we want to know about it. We want to know about it. The, the people around you want to know about it. We spent some really sweet time together on that Sunday praying for one another. So many people were, were vulnerable enough to stand and, and ask for prayer in their moment of suffering right there. And I'm sure there are so many others who haven't expressed that yet. And so um, we want to be a, about that. And then last week, we uh, ended uh, this series at least, and we could, we could have this series go for three more years and hit every topic that, we, that we've walked through over and over. But we ended last week on how does the gospel affect us as a people, us as a church? How can we be unified as a people? How can we uh, be together in what God has called us to be? And how does, it, how does the gospel change us and, and transform us from the inside out? And, and then how do we move out into the world around us. And I do want to bring um, some clarification to something I said last week. Um, this, uh, I've heard a few comments about this. I want to bring some clarification. I said that we as elders were thrilled about the diversity that we were seeing in our body. Um, and, and I even said we're, we're thrilled about the diversity we're seeing doctrinally. And what I meant by that, and in case there was confusion there, what I meant by that is, is us together as elders are on the same page doctrinally. We hold to the same theological truths. Our doctrinal statement as a church is something we all affirm, and we all hold to, um, and that there may be some who have some varying uh, and differing views on, on other points of doctrine that, that they would say, yep, this is what I hold to. It may be a little bit different than what you hold to, but it's what I hold to. And so what I meant by that is we together as elders, we as a church, hold to the truths of what Scripture has to say, and that there may be some varying views of how that's interpreted, and, and we're sharpened by that. We're sharpened by those, those varying and, and differing views. What I did not mean, so maybe this is more helpful, what I did not mean is you can believe whatever you want to believe, and we're just glad to be together, have some good burgers after church. 
That, that's not what I meant. I meant we hold to the truths that Scripture hangs on to, and we hang on to those things, and we rally around those together as a church and as a group of leaders, and we want to be unified around the things that we need to be unified around, and we need to be open-handed with the things that, that maybe uh, have some differences, but we can be sharpened by. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so that's how we walk through that. Now, we do this every time we finish a sermon series. The, the church is not, as Josh said, as I said last week, the church is not a service, not simply a service. We're not just here uh, up front to serve you all. We're here together as a family, as a body, together. And, and the way that we grow from the things that we're walking through on Sunday mornings is by sharing with one another. So we do that throughout the week in townships, um, in small, small group Bible studies, and one-on-one uh, -on -one conversations. We do that over and over throughout our weeks together where we get to share with one another what God's doing in us and how we're growing and how we're learning together. We like to take some time and say on Sunday morning, can we hear from you? How has God been at work in your heart and in your life through some of the things we've talked through in these, in these topics? What has God impressed upon you? How are you growing? How are you being changed? Or how are you... How are you not being changed, but you see some ways that you need to be growing, and, and you just don't know how, but you need some help with, with the people around you to do that? So Josh is going to give us some instruction um, about what we're going to be doing um, here in the next minutes, um, but I, I would like to, to say this quickly. No, you can come on, come on, come on. Uh, we, I, I do want to pause. Josh is going to give us some instruction about how to share. I meant to do this in the very beginning, totally forgot. Um, we want to spend a little bit of time praying for what's going on across the globe. Um, seems like a weird in insert here now that I forgot to do this. But um, we do want to spend some time praying for people who are in uh, both Russia and Ukraine and, and the other places um, that, that are being affected, impacted by this. Um, we, don't, we don't want to be just a church that's right here in Fort Collins on the corner of Harmony and Timberline. We want to have a global view of what's going on and be praying that God would be at work uh, in the church. We said this last week that the, nothing will prevail against the church, and so we want to pray um, that God would be at work in, in the church in these places, that he would be seen. Also, um, just, just uh, to be careful, but I do want to say this, we do have some people in our church who have very close relatives, family members, who are in, um, in some of these places, and we want to be praying for them as they're trying to figure out how to help and how to be a part of um, helping them. And so we want to pray specifically, I won't mention names, for, for some people in our church, for um, people who have friends in these places that are being affected as well. And so, um, again, don't want to say names, but there is a family in our church who has very close family members who are trying to get out of the situation they're currently in. And so... Um, if you know them, if you know who I'm talking about, reach out to them and, and uh, let them know you're praying for them, with them. But I want to I pray, and then Josh, why don't you come up and give us some instruction. Let's pray. God, um, you know all things. Uh, none of this catches you off guard. You bring people into power, and you take them out of power. There is nothing, uh, there is no authority that is in authority aside from your understanding, your sovereignty, your knowledge of it. We know that, that you are over all things. None of this catches you off guard. Those who are in power who are um, evil, you see. Those who are in power who are doing good, you see. You know these things well. And so 
my prayer, our prayer as a church, is that you would be with the church in Russia, in Ukraine, other places that are being affected by uh, the current conflict, that you would give courage. I've seen videos and and articles of how you have given courage to, to the church, people singing and people praying. God, would you continue to do that? Would you give great courage to those who know you, who are called by your name, that they would be um, a people of hope and a people of joy and a people of peace as, as the, uh, the, the world around them is crumbling. God, would you bring many to your name because of this? I don't know how that happens, but would you draw many people to you because of the, the current conflict and the things that are going on um, that, that I don't completely understand, but you know everything. So that we come to you and ask for help. We pray for this family in our church who's right now, right now, um, trying to figure out how to best help their family. Would you give wisdom? Would you give insight? Would you, would you open doors where doors seem to be closed for there to be safety? How would you help in that? We ask. All this we lift up to you knowing you hear us. Amen.